get started. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Woman in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and our Women in Business podcast gives a voice to the women who have a story that is meaningful, moving, and compelling. We share their stories, or rather, they share their stories, so that the world, in their shining, gets permission to shine themselves. So I'm excited today. We have a very special guest on today's podcast. Today's guest is Lori Forrester. Uh, first of all, I want to say it's a complete honor to have you on the show today. You have such a unique background and uh, experience that I'm so excited for our listeners to hear more about you today. Uh, from the business logistics major, uh, from Penn State to a supply chain consultant, life coach, sommelier, and there is more and more and more. So the first thing I'm going to do, Lori, is after saying welcome, welcome, is to invite you to tell us a little bit about this journey. Tell us about your story. Mm, wow. <laughs> Do you have a few days? No. Um, yeah, like you said, I, I like to say from um, supply chain to software sales to sommelier, that's kind of how it's been, you know, it hasn't been a straight line, but certainly... I love to do things I'm passionate about, and uh, I love to work with people and communicate and, and share solutions. So I've just kind of changed my focus uh, along the way, but it's, it all kind of comes together as we know, um, you know, we can look back. I think it's Steve Jobs, right? You can't connect the dots going forward. Um, you can only connect the dots looking back. And so, it doesn't seem to all fit together, uh, you know, when you put it out there, but it really has has for me. So I uh, grew up in New Jersey where wine came in a jug or a box. It was not it was not part of my life. Um, certainly Penn State, especially back in the 80s when I went wine drinking was not something that college students did. And so uh, supply chain management, it's a business major that's all about, you know, just productivity and minimizing costs from production to delivery of the product. Um, front and center these days during the pandemic, for sure. But that was kind of uh, the beginning days and uh, got a, a wonderful job at Kraft Foods with them for many years and then ended up selling software to companies. Um, trying to really maximize their supply chain. And so um, that was really my first foray into public speaking on a regular basis because it was my job as a, a pre-sales consultant to sell how the product works and the benefits of the product to my C-level uh, clients and who usually don't want all the details but want to know what the bottom line answer is. So I really got to hone speaking in public. That's something that wasn't comfortable for me prior to, to that job. And so I have, you know, so much uh, just great thoughts of, wow, that was just the perfect training because, you know, anyone who's in software knows it's just kind of the bleeding edge, <laughs> you know, you're, you're developing it while you're selling it, especially back in the late nineties. And we were just all, you know, 
crazy startups and, and young, you know, young kids doing crazy things, but uh, it, it was really a great place. And along that journey, uh, when I transitioned into a full sales job, my boss said, you know, part of this job is whining and dining your clients, like take them out for some fancy meals, buy an expensive bottle of wine. Uh, and that's really what drove me to start just learning about wine. I was really more of a, of a beer drinker at the time. I still, still love uh, brews, but, you know, I just started, you know, going to restaurants, asking questions, taking classes, and that's where my love of wine was really born. So it, it kind of um, all happened, you know, at the same time, but uh, that just really grew. And uh, I took a cooking lesson with a really cute chef, Michael Forster, that was all about food and wine pairing. <laughs> And that's my husband now. So <laughs> I caught on to that last name piece. Yes. <laughs> yep. So when, you know, we were both so passionate about food and wine and it just became such a big part of our life. I thought, you know, I wonder if I could really do something with the wine thing. Um, and uh, in 2001, I took a step back from my software job, a sabbatical, if you remember those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, we moved to New York City and I started studying wine and uh, never, never went back. So, uh, wow, people and, and my uh, sort of love of people and helping people. I also did the training as a life coach, as you mentioned, and um, did that for a little while. And, and still I'm able to utilize that uh, in the corporate work that I do. So it, uh, yeah, it's all serendipity, I guess. It all came together in a really nice way. It's amazing how we can bring together the best skills and the mm -hmm. things that we enjoy to really help us change and find the direction that makes us happiest. Um, yes. and, and you're right. One would never have thought that this would be where you are today. And you're so amazing at it. So is there someone or something that is a great source of inspiration for you either now or growing up? Um, was there an influence, uh, some person that gave you that confidence to sort of do what you do um, now with ease? Yeah, I know. I, I you know, I think that the confidence thing is a um, a work in progress, as you mentioned. You know, and as you master things, and with more and more experience, I, I have a a college age daughter who's a freshman this year. And she wants no parts of any classes where there has to be presentations. <laughs> and I just said, you know, I totally get that because I remember being in college and just be shaking when you had to get up and, and speak in front of a group, um, which just seems just crazy to me now because I don't have that. But it, it's the sheer act of doing it and doing it and doing it that becomes more familiar, becomes more comfortable you know, we all have our um, little tricks of the trade and things that we do. Um, so certainly I, I'm a very action oriented person, sort of a leap before you look, uh, which works out great a lot of times, not always, but you know, we always learn whether, whether it's a success or a failure. I, I mean, I grew up, my mom owned her own business. So that certainly was, you know, a great um, model to look at that, you know, that you can, be a woman and you can have a family and you can still have great success and achievements. And, uh, you know, since 
making the switch from my software business to my wine business, I also have worked with a life coach, um, Debbie Phillips, and she and her husband, Rob, were amazing um, guides for me and helping me really hone in on what is it that I want to do. Because uh, at first I wasn't sure. I knew I wanted to do make a change from software. Um, and we kind of explored my values and my passions and wine and people were the top two. So, so it all, you know, all kind of, I thought I would study wine and study life coaching and then see which one I wanted to pick. And I kind of found a way to work them together, which is really awesome. It, it didn't exist, but sometimes we have to create our own opportunities. I mean, when you look back, you're probably like, I don't even know how I did this, but this is great. Um, well, in along that journey, what would you say your biggest challenge or setback might have been? And how did you sort of get over, around, or through that? Mm. Yeah, I think in the beginning, certainly I felt like an outsider. I mean, the wine and food world, you know, is very hospitality background driven. I didn't, that wasn't my background at all. Um, so definitely, you know, it takes a while to break in. Um, while there are way more women now than there ever have been in this industry, it still is pretty male dominated. Um, you know, women in my, in my SOM class, you know, that we were there, but you know, that was also different. Um, and, and what part of the industry do you want to be in? You know, that was all, um, you know, retail and restaurant. And I sort of dabbled a little bit in all of them. Um, and, and had my daughter in the process and what I realized, you know, so at first I thought, I don't know where I fit here. And, and there's nothing that feels like it's the right fit, uh, until I, I was doing retail in New York city and I was asked to lead a wine tasting a alumni event at a restaurant and that I loved. And I thought, wow, that's really great. I wonder if I could, you know, actually make a living doing the, just leading the tastings, doing classes, just focusing on the education or what I call the edutainment piece, because <laughs> it should be entertaining too. It's wine. I mean, so, uh, you know, that was a little inkling that maybe there was something there. And then after I had my daughter and we moved um, here to Maryland, that's when I started my, you know, the wine coach business that I have now and started really in the beginning, just focusing on women's wine tasting events. Uh, women are, you know, the lion's share of the wine drinkers, the wine purchasers, but yet, you know, in 2004, when I was starting, there weren't a lot of you know, women's focused opportunities. And so that's, that's how I got started. Wow. It's, it, that's amazing. I, and I keep saying that's amazing because, you know, you're absolutely right. Like what you're doing now was not something that existed. So you, you really forged this pathway, just really saying over and over again, I wonder what I really want to do. And I wonder if I can do this to make a living. So um, that's great. Uh, and even with imposter syndrome, you're, it's in every industry. You're, you're absolutely right. But uh, it, I can just imagine being a woman alone in that time period, really not feeling like, well, I'm not going to go, you know, start my own vineyard 
Yeah. <laughs> but hey, who knows? So, right. Lori, tell us a little bit about what excites you. What absolutely excites you today um, uh, based on what you're doing or maybe what the future looks like for you? What is it that excites you? Oh, there's there's so many things, uh, you know, and I when you said setback too, I'll say that the pandemic certainly uh, it, in March of last year is that March of last 2020 uh-huh. when everything <laughs> shut down, my whole calendar canceled, and I thought this is just going to be the worst year in in my business history, right? Um, and a woman that had been to my wine tastings before reached out to me and said would you be willing to lead uh, a virtual tasting for me and my friends? We want to do something um, together, but we can't be together. And so in April of 2020, I said, do you mind if I make this public so that anybody can come? Um, There's probably other people. And so in April of 2020, I started doing Wine Down Wednesday, which is once a month, I do a virtual wine tasting class. Anybody can come, you get the list of wines. uh, once you, you know, get the ticket and that kind of started off. Then my, cl- my corporate clients started coming around for the Zoom tastings. And in fact, 2020 ended up being my best year ever, uh, which is crazy. And I feel so blessed uh, that, that now I can do work from home. I, I can actually do several events in a day (laughs) and never leave my house. I mean, um, so I'm excited that now I can do live events. You know, some of that is coming back, but I can also do this virtual work that I never really envisioned would be something. And so I'm sure there are other people out there, you know, with different kinds of businesses that are able to really harness um, these great new video chat tools. So that excites me that I don't always have to hop a plane (laughs) to do what I do and I can have a little different quality of life and reach people. I've done um, several global international events, wine tasting events with people all over the world. I never would have been able to do that um, previously. And so that's really exciting to me. Um, I, over the pandemic too, and I had started, planning a little side hustle (laughs) because it's always nice to have, you know, different revenue streams and money coming from different places. And, you know, certainly throughout the years, I've done a lot of TV work with regard to wine and um, been on some great regionals and the Dr. Oz show um, nationally. And so I, I love doing my TV work. And uh, I took a class uh, in 2019 about um, being a guest expert on QVC. (laughs) And that's my side hustle and it's uh, going great. I'm leveraging my technology background from my software days and it's exciting. It's really fun. I love bringing great gadgets and tech because it's something that I really am passionate about still. And, you know, I'm able to use technology to run my business now in a totally different way. Right. And so that's something I'm, I'm excited about. And then um, I'm, I am doing an event in October where I'm inviting women to join me virtually, where I'm going to share the lessons I've learned in building this amazing, crazy business that I have. 
and hopefully giving people the tools to make the next year their best vintage ever. It's called You Uncorked and I'm kind of leveraging, we'll have a wine tasting at the end, but it's gonna be you know, a way to give other women the confidence, the connection, the tools to, to really get what they want and do what they love. And so that, that excites me too. Lots wow. of excitement here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the game, especially coming out of what we're still going through, but hopefully emerging from is really finding that bright light um, and following through. Uh, you're a great example of follow through, which is, you know, showing us that you can do so many different things with some basic skills and a lot of great passion. Um, of course, this is a woman's focused conversation, right? Anyone can listen, surely. Um, but I've personally really held the belief that women should lift other women up. And I'm, I'm glad that you're having this uncorked event um, to share with other women. But how would you advise other women to support women in business? What message would you, would you, you know, like them to, to hear and understand after your own experience and some of the relationships that you may have formed or not, um, or things you've just observed? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the uh, sayings, what is it, a rising tide lifts all boats. Uh, so I think, you know, just we, we aren't all competing and you are authentically you. And so just really, and it's hard. It's hard when you see someone that maybe has something that you want or, you know, has that promotion or gets that job or, you know, this is, this is uh, something that's hard for all of us, but to know that there's nobody else that's you. And so, you know, if it's not that, then it's something better and something more um, suited because, you know, we don't always know why we didn't get that opportunity or, you know, um, things don't work out exactly the way we had pictured them. But when you look back, you realize it was the way it was supposed to be. So I think, you know, really celebrating other women, developing those relationships, not seeing just because there's another woman in the wine business doesn't mean they have to be my competition and, you know, approaching it more from um, a connection and we can all, you know, help each other. And, you know, maybe I am going to send you a lead that I got that's not a good fit for me. And maybe someday you'll do the same for me. So just finding people who have that uh, abundance mindset, right? It's not scarcity. If you get it means I don't get it that, you know, there's so much out there um, right now for all of us. And so just really finding those people and connecting with them and having community with people that you know, believe, believe the same. And, and you touch on something that's so important. I, I love the abundance mindset um, because when we connect, we truly are enriched. Um, and so many people think about what they have to give up versus what they have to gain. Um, mm. So I'm going to ask you to reflect on this question and uh, playing the devil's advocate. You might want to look at it as maybe not something that was a huge coup, um, but something that was really um, mm, 
really set the tone for you. And the question is this, what is your proudest professional moment? What is your proudest professional moment or accomplishment? That's hard because I feel like there's so many little ones along the way, right? So talk about it, that's fine. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, um, I published my book, The Sipping Point, A Crash Course in Wine, um, which was, you know, just all of those things that I wish someone would have told me, taught me <laughs> when I was getting into wine. Um, I feel like a lot of times there are so many people trying to start up here at level 10 and, you know, we're back here just wondering why we're supposed to hold the glass by the stem and nobody will tell us and we feel stupid for asking. So that was really the intention of the book to give somebody, you know, a quick read that you could go to a business center, you could go to a, a wine tasting and feel confident that you're, you know, that you know what's going on, you know, the basics, you know, even some of the secrets that us Psalms know and, and uh, maybe everyday drinkers don't. So I think publishing the book certainly was a milestone. Um, I think being on the Dr. Oz, being on a national TV show was definitely something that, you know, was a goal of mine. I never thought it would be the Dr. Oz show, but, <laughs> um, you know, there are health benefits to wine and I was on actually three times um, different topics. So that certainly was, was great validation. Uh, and then uh, there was a corporate event. I was hired by a large, uh, large corporate entity and they were doing a an event for their clients in Napa Valley and they hired me uh, to come out and lead their wine tasting and while that you know doesn't sound like too crazy over the top I know there are thousands of wine people in Napa Valley okay um, so the fact that they wanted you know me in particular to be there just was you know like wow okay I I know I have something unique and different to offer. And, and obviously this client and, and my other clients really gets that, right? Because it could have been easy just to hire, you know, someone local. Um, so I think things like that, you know, it doesn't, it's not always something grandiose, um, but, you know, th those are things that kind of build your steel rods as we call them, your confidence, you know, that, okay. Um, and that's, you know, what you get after being years and years in whatever industry or job that you do, it's that mastery and that feeling, but I'm, I'm just one never to kind of be content with that. I'm always looking for the next scary thing to do. So, um, you know, the, my QVC work has been that over the last year and, uh, you know, now with my uh, women's event, I'm very excited about that. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be something more. I just don't know what it is yet. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be something more too, because it seems like you're just, um, you're building one chapter after another, which is really great. And it's like a mystery because we never know what the right. next chapter is really going to cover. Um, so I, what makes you smile when you wake up in the morning? Um, when you wake up tomorrow morning, what is going to make Lori smile? Ah, you know, I have an amazing husband, so I'm very blessed on that front um, and daughter. So family, certainly. And, you know, they make me laugh when I'm 
all about laughter. Uh, that's, you know, a key really underlying everything that I do. Um, it's fun. You know, wine should be fun, whether it's a corporate event or a wine tasting class, it still all should be fun. And so, uh, some years ago, I took stand-up comedy classes and I have events where I do uh, integrate comedy and things. So yeah, my family makes me laugh. My friends, um, I, I have, you know, just a great community around me. Uh, and so that definitely makes me smile. We all love having community and I'm, I'm so glad that they're all a part of what makes you you uh, yeah. and, and all these wonderful experiences that you're having, and this is great. So can you tell us something surprising? Um, we've heard a lot about you, but mm. what's the surprising fact? Like you would never know this, um, yeah. but I'm gonna let you in on the secret. Uh, yeah, what, it, what is the surprising fact that you might wanna share with our listeners today? Uh, this one's a hard <laughs> one, because I, I, I've, I've been thinking about this a little bit. Um, and it's kind of serious and, and you know me, I would rather have it be <laughs> something fun or funny, but, um, and it's just in my mind because tomorrow is nine 11. Um, and so we lived four blocks from the trade center on nine 11. So, um, I don't know if I call myself a nine 11 survivor, but certainly I am, uh, you know, I wasn't in the building itself, but I had to flee of course, um, before the towers fell and we were, you know, of course blessed and are here and, um, you know, so that is something that, you know, 20 years later, you know, it's just, it seems so long ago, you know, it really does seem so long ago, uh, but it does, you know, during this time now, it, it really comes back to you, you know, the feelings and, and that, um, time but the one thing I will say about that time after you know of course um, we processed is that the feeling of coming together you know that that's what I, I was reading something I wrote um, shortly after about how you know we just realized that we're all the same you know in that moment you know we were all uh, the same and we all came together and I just I guess I have that as a, you know, a hope for us, <laughs> a hope for us going forward that somehow we can get back to that. But um, yeah, we're, we're 9-11 survivors. You know, I live in Maryland now for 16 years. So it does seem like such a, uh, like a crazy time. Like, oh, wow, I actually lived in lower Manhattan. Like it seems like a lifetime ago, but um, yeah, I would say that that's probably, that's probably one of the surprising things. And that I do stand-up comedy, but I already told you that earlier. <laughs> I, I love the way that you describe do your edutainment uh, piece. So um, making things fun and exciting so that uh, people are open to receive is, is so important. And I, I find humor is the cure-all for everything. So I love that you're able to blend all of these amazing things that are quirky, special, exciting um, about you and really channel them into getting you to the next place. So if you could look back at that little chick on the shore in Jersey, yeah, what, would right. you, what would you tell her as she's frolicking along? 
um, maybe she had a little anxiety as a little girl, but what would you tell her today as you look back going, listen, <laughs> I want you to know this. What would you tell her? Yeah, I think, you know, go after what you want is the most important and every little action builds upon itself. So just get out and start doing things imperfectly. Uh, don't, everything does not have to be stars in alignment. You don't have to be a master to, you know, get out there and go for what you want. You, you have to, you know, gain skills, you have to practice, you have to, but just go for it is really, you know, the main thing. And then, you know, I've learned over years, but this is, is tougher when you're younger and you're that, you know, teenager or young 20 something is really just working on your mindset of, you know, cause a lot of us weren't raised with the law of attraction mindset or the abundance mindset. Um, and we probably have some messages, you know, who are you to do this? You know, you're not a master's, you're not, you know, like we need to, um, I think constantly work on that and that, um, but, you know, action, small actions, consistent actions are, you know, what I do and um, yeah. And I'm a list maker. <laughs> Lists are so important, but even more importantly is to go back and check off the list, which yes. clearly you've done, which has been great. So had I known this um, while I was doing my trick-or-treating when my kids were young and we were toting around the box wine, uh, <laughs> doing our own version of wine tasting, um, right. I, I could have done so much more with that, Lori, <laughs> right. but uh, it's amazing the the follow-through of the small things the abundance mindset the really bringing your best skills forward having yes. fun while doing it not being afraid to ask yourself can I do a and b um, and just really as you said you know leaping before you look sometimes it works out but you still learn from it so this was great. I, I wanna thank you for taking the time to share uh, your story. I know that uh, someone who listened today really walked away with uh, some good fodder. Um, and, yeah. and really maybe that smile going like, you know what, I have some passions too. And maybe, mm -hmm. yeah, they don't sound like they're lining up today, but uh, there may be a way to make a straight line yet out of this. <laughs> so uh, this is great. Thank you again for joining us today. Uh, we are so excited to have had you be uh, a part of this conversation that we want to share with so many women uh, across the globe. Uh, so again, uh, we are thrilled to have had Lori Forrester join us today. She is our Wonder Woman in Business. And we say thank you, Lori, and wish you all the best with whatever that next chapter turns out to be. Oh, thank you.